everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. doing i'm good how are you i'm doing just fine you know uh we we did the interview with matthias um the other day and then we recorded our intro for it and during the intro you asked me you know is there anything else i wanted to talk about and i think i said that no uh there hadn't been a lot of news lately um and i think somebody in (laughs) in the ibu heard me uh because we have a lot to talk about now yeah, let it, let's explode the people on Twitter first, and then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it, interestingly, that died really quickly too. I found must it was probably part of the time change, but uh, or the time. Yeah, difference. yeah, that was very interesting. Uh, yeah, my um, every time I would I would uh, I would go see a patient, I would come out and I would go look at the uh, go look at the the Twitter app, and all of a sudden there'd be like you know a million new posts, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is yeah, this happening? Did, did something else happen? You know. So. But it was fun though, like I. Because I, uh, when the, I think you and Biathlon Stats were kind of going back and forth when I joined, and then, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but there was quite a number of people that were chatting, which you know, I, I wasn't sure if Biathlon people are really on Twitter when they're not when there's not Biathlon on, or if they just use it for for Biathlon, or if they use it for other things and stuff. But it was cool to see that that conversation starting. So. Yeah. It was sort of like we got the we got the family back together. It was a little, a little yeah. family reunion in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Summer reunion. Yeah, there were a couple of people. I was like, oh, I haven't seen you since March. It's nice <laughs> to see you back. <laughs> yeah, totally. Eh? So, um, shall I just read out the rule change that we want to talk about? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's basically the following rules will come into effect from season 2022-23 onwards. Uh, rule change one, the world championships will no longer be included in the World Cup total score. Um, so it's, it's basically similar as uh, as the Olympics. Um, two, there will be no more drop results in the World Cup total score. And every competition in the World Cup will count towards the total score. Three, the point system for the total score and the discipline scores will be adjusted. The increase in value between the top results will ensure that the athletes are for- if the athletes are forced to miss a race during- due to sickness they will have the possibility of being able to win the crystal globe and the fourth change was the prize money for the uh, world cup and ibu cup will be adjusted that widens the group of recipients in the first stage and then increases the amount for the top results so yeah let's start with the uh, first item where they're saying that the uh, world championships will no longer be included. What was your uh, first thought on that? Hey, that makes sense. It's the same thing for the Olympics. I, you know, I, I, it just makes sense for it to all be the same. Yeah. It's such a totally different event with, with all the races in, in a short time period. And um, I also think what I also always thought with the Olympics is the, the, um, the number of participants per nation that they allow is lower generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably other nations that wouldn't be on the, the world cup that might participate. So yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a good change. And, uh, of course it's gonna make it just a little bit harder to compare season to season. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, that's always a little bit of a take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, 
Yeah, like you said, it'll be more difficult to compare season to season, but I think going forward, this makes more sense. Yeah, I'm overall a little disappointed that they uh, didn't really seem to consider the impact on the analytics side of biathlon. <laughs> yeah, they got to take you into account. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> um, then number two, um, there are no, not going to be any more dropped scores, so... Um, yeah, I think we're all we're all happy about that. For anybody who is wondering, and there were a couple of people who asked about this on on Twitter, um, and and believe me, you're not an idiot for asking questions because it doesn't totally make sense. That's why we're all applauding. But uh, what has been the case is that uh, at the end of the season, your two races or four races, I think it was not last season, but the season before, uh, but yeah, they cool. would, yeah, they uh, just would eliminate those off of your point total so if you had a race where you were very bad uh it just wouldn't wouldn't affect your points um but uh then of course for people who had a lot of you know really good races and had no bad races it sort of penalized them for being consistently very good so um it's just it's easier for a lot of reasons but yeah and i also like what i didn't like is that um you know maybe the intent was to allow for people to have sort of a bad race or two in a season. But I think a lot of athletes and especially in the, the last season with the Olympics, they just started <laughs> using it as a, as a planning yeah. tool for their season and take a rest uh, for a couple of races because you don't count them anyway, or you can, mm-hmm. you can eliminate yeah. them. So yeah, I think it's, it's good that it, uh, that it was removed. So. Yeah. And, and, and if there's somebody like uh, QFM last year, who was just remarkably consistent from start to finish, like you shouldn't penalize him that, you know, you have totally, to take yeah. off his, his two worst, you know, races because his two worst races really weren't bad. <laughs> I know. And then was it, um, trying to think now, so not the past season, but the season before, wasn't that where, was it Martin Foucault was still racing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he would have won if they counted all the points, but because, yes. uh, yeah. Johannes Tingensbo could eliminate like just two zero points or, or non-participation. Yes. I, yeah. I don't remember. And Foucault had participated, I think, in every race. So he had to deduct his lowest scores, which were still above zero. And that's why, yeah. well, not not the only reason why he didn't win the, the World Cup. But um, yeah. 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 That, so that I think it's good making, that we don't have that anymore. Yeah. I know, making the final difference. I agree. And then the uh, the fourth item is the prize money, um, which will be adjusted. And I like the first part where they widen the group of recipients. Yeah. Um, Get I, more I, people I, in that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they said they would increase the amount for top results. Um, I don't know. I get it. Uh, you want to encourage people and, and reward people for winning. But I don't know. I it kind of gives me the feeling of, you know, the rich people get even more and the, yeah. well, well, people, the, the rich athletes get even more and the, you know, athlete from lower countries that, that, that kind of widens the gap a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if there's an endless pool of money, sure. But uh, yeah, I don't want to see it taken away from. That's why I'm happy with the first part where they are going to spread it, you know, a little bit further and widen mm-hmm. up the group of recipients. I think that's a really important thing to do. Yeah. And I, I think, think we're seeing um, this a lot in a lot of different sports too. Is that uh, trying to funnel more money to the top for whatever reason? Like uh, I don't know if anybody here is a golf fan, but there's a lot of that going on, and um, with with the PGA Tour, um, I think you see it in cycling as well. But um, mm. yeah, I, and agree. I think the IBU is very good at uh, 
like, aren't they one of the few organizations that have exactly the same prize money for men and women? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that, that's, that's fantastic. Like, yep. yeah. And absolutely have to keep that. Yes. Not that, not that there's any discussion of removing it, but yeah, I would just be very upset if they did. I'm actually really curious because I know in soccer, one of the reasons why they don't have that is that the, uh, whoever decides that, let's say the, 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 the national federations, they say men's football or soccer is, is on TV a lot more than women's, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's probably true. I don't know if that's a, a valid reason, but now that I think of it, I think viewership between men and women in biathlon, I can't see that being very different. Like I've no I idea. I haven't, I haven't seen the stats or anything, but um, I have to imagine it's fairly equal. Yeah. Uh, my impression is that, at least on Twitter, the engagement and the excitement seems to be the same for both men's and women's. So I can't, I don't, you know, that that's, yeah, I just, I don't think mm-hmm. that there's any, any I think major difference. Watch the whole two. weekend. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. Like, okay, I'll watch on Thursday, then I'll skip the women on Friday, yeah. and I'll watch. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think it happens a lot. Yeah, you're or fan of the sport. Around. Yeah. All right. Shall we then uh, go to rule change number three? Yeah, the the, the big one. <laughs> yeah, the one that that sparks a million conversations. Um, I'm still. Well, I'm do you leaning... want to do you want to read through uh, kind of the, what the changes were? So, yeah, so basically, the uh, for a a sprint race or a pursuit race or an individual race, um, the top uh, points went. Uh, so the first place now gets ninety as opposed to to 60 and then second place gets 75. Um, I actually don't have it in front of me, but, um, anyway, so it, it filters down a little bit and then by, by seventh uh, place, the points are equal going forward as they, as they always have been. But basically what it does is the, uh, the, the top three, especially, so your podium finishers get a, uh, a, a jump in the number of points that they receive. And then four five and six also receive a little bit of a bump. Um, and a similar thing happens for the mass start, except it's a little bit different because uh, there, of course, there are only 30 racers uh, in, in the race. Yeah, I do. I'm trying to think of a reason why they would do it. And and one of the things they mentioned in that rule change is that the scores will be adjusted to increase the value between the top results, ensuring yeah. that if athletes are forced to miss a race due to sickness, they will have the possibility of being able to win the Crystal Globes. So it's kind of a different take on the rule they just dropped. Yes, that's that's what I thought as well. Yeah. And 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 that's that that surprises me. Like they they changed the rule because well, I don't know what the reasoning was, but they they took the dropping of two results out I would think at least because a lot of people questioned it. But then it's like so are they actually going to check if somebody is sick or just skipping a race or you know, so I, I kind of feel like it's still going to be used more as a planning tool. And if you get sick, oh, well, that's that's unfortunate. But I don't know. I just, I'd like to see more leveling mm-hmm. between the, the races. And I feel this just really widens the gap even more between the the elite athletes and basically the rest of the field. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's trading one tool uh, to control for people being sick or missed races for a different one. And I'm not sure if it's an improvement necessarily. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, with, with 90 points for a win as a point opposed to 60, I mean, 
one of the things that we had a lot of fun with, I think, uh, in the last season was looking at, um, you know, at the uh, the Christmas, the holiday break period and kind of looking at who was still in contention for the Crystal Globe. And mm-hmm. I know you'll be able, everybody can make the same argument that, of course, you know, with the, with more points for first place, you can make up points more quickly. But I think that we're also going to see some pretty wide gaps open up in the uh, in the in the the overall races. And I think that's going to be my suspicion or my concern is that we're going to have a point. We're going to have several seasons where the Crystal Globe is basically over with in January, February, and yeah. I don't know. I just it's going to be a little bit because some of these. I mean, we'll get to this in a minute. But you, you, uh, you did some work, sort of analyzing some some prior seasons, and the gaps really open up. Yeah, and and I I think one of the charts I I shared on Twitter really shows that the higher the points people had in previous seasons, they will just have even more. And we're talking. Um, when you talk about point increases per season per athlete, um, when you only count the World Cups, like the top athletes are increasing twenty five to forty percent, which I don't know. Like I said, I, I mean, of course others others increase as well, but I think the you know the more points you had, it's just going to increase even more. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, again, like we said. And, and like we discussed on Twitter with a number of people, um, you can't really compare and say, well, let's just look at the World Cup points from last year because there was an Olympic Games or, or the years before there was a World Championship. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be exactly the same. But like I said, but it is what we have. So um, I, I st- still think there is uh, value in, in those comparisons. But yeah, generally speaking, I would just, all I see is that majority of people that had a lot of points will have even more and the gap will just widen. And I also yeah. did a chart. I'm, I'm actually, um, if I find a time, I'm actually thinking of writing an article and, and publishing some of these charts. But um, I also looked at the total points per season and the rank based on that. And there's there would be some changes. Uh, the highest positive change was seven ranks increase in the last five seasons and the the worst was five down Mm -hmm. Um, so i i wouldn't call that a massive change it's usually in the top it would be maybe one one or two spots switching so i don't know it it, i don't we'll probably never know but i i would be very interested to to hear the the underlying thoughts Mm -hmm. on why they why they changed it um like i said i think the Sort of the trouble that a lot of people had with the dropping two probably had some impact on changing that. Um, no. I just, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I do wonder um, if it, in, I, yeah, I have this feeling that it might encourage people to focus on certain events, to specialize. So if, yeah. if you're an athlete that, you know, in the last couple of seasons, you noticed that by, by the time January, February comes around, you're just exhausted and, and you're basically losing points in the last three or four events. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be something to consider to say, you know what, I'm going to just sprint on or uh, focus on sprint and pursuits and see if I can win as many as, as possible of those and then rest my legs during the few individuals and mass starts that we have. And see if you can just accumulate enough points that way, because you then 
can compete full steam throughout the season in the sprints and pursuits. Um, cause it, you know, you don't have the additional impact of the, uh, the other races. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it's hard to say, of course, but, uh, that's just something that, that popped in my head is, are we, are we going to see that now? But yeah. Um, so building off of that, I would have, I, I didn't get a chance to do it, but I would love to see what last year would have looked like if, uh, Fiona had only raced sprints and pursuits. Um, because you know, he won, was it like every single pursuit except for like two of them? Um, could he have still won the crystal globe just doing that? It's like with the new, with the new point system. Yeah. I won. I just quickly checking if I, uh, I did make a chart for that. Yeah. So even if we would look at the number one, so, uh, Fionnier only world cup sprint and pursuit. Mm-hmm. He would still have more points than the number two with everything. So, but I mean, that's a hard thing, right? Last year was such an exception, exceptional season with with dominance on both the men's and the women's side. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I'm definitely going to look into that a bit more for for the other seasons and just you know just to get a sense of if if that would have been possible before already and if if it would potentially increase by by the new point system, but. Um, Maybe even athletes that are not in the running for for a globe might want to just choose that to see if that can make a difference for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, you also so I had uh, one other thought too was I would have liked to have seen what a season or two would have looked like if they just would have eliminated the dropped score. So without making any changes to points, but just eliminating the dropped score and see mm-hmm. if that made any change before jumping into this, but I understand why they wanted to make all the changes at the same time. Um, yeah. So you did a cool thing where you looked at the point distribution. So like uh, for you, you know, what percentage of the total amount of points distributed for a race is like first place worth. And um, so uh, it looks like uh, before the, uh, before the changes, first place was worth 6.8% of the total points for a non-mass start race. And now it is worth um, 9.4%. So an mm-hmm. increase of 2.6%. Um, you know, when you look at this this chart, because you did this for every single uh, place that is given points, that's awarded points, the places that are really um, uh, hurt are uh, not further down the list, but it's your, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten group. You know, right. those are, you know, worth... Uh, less percentage-wise, you know, mm-hmm. as a as a percent of the whole, um, which I think is sort of an unintended consequence. But um, yeah, I just it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for the people who are sort of on the edges of contention. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah, it's and I don't like, know how large the impact will be, but I, it it it's not helping to narrow the field. No, it is certainly not. I was actually going to use uh, Jessica Yaslova as a as an example. We've talked about her a lot, yeah. and she was, I would consider, you know, on the edges of of you know yeah. the the conversation. What did she finish? Like fifteenth in the overall last year, and um, she had a lot of you know her best finishes in the in the high teens, low top tens. Um, mm. You know, she didn't have a ton of them, but she had a, enough of them to really buoy her her points up there. And um, it's it's certainly. She never really had a chance to win the overall, but at least she got to be in the, you know, I don't know, it's just, it, the, the point spread is going to be much larger. And so it's going yeah. to, when you look at it, going to make it look like she is worse than she really is. 
I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not explaining myself very well, but I think when you see greater numbers and smaller numbers, it just makes it, it makes the, it makes the the spread feel much different. Yeah. I I did look at the, uh, um, because it was a bit of a side sidestep from from these rules, but I was just wondering in the last five years how much change there has been in the contribution of different disciplines to the total score. But it actually hasn't changed that much. It's um, sprint has gone from so so basically per discipline I calculated the total points mm-hmm. per season that could be one, and then compared mm-hmm. that to all the all the points. Um, so in the last five years, the sprint went from 35 to 38%, um, pursuit stayed pretty much the same. And it was mostly the mass start that, uh, that dropped from around 23% to 19 and, uh, individuals seem to have stabilized around 12%. So. You know, when you, when you add up the sprint to pursuit, I guess that goes back a little bit to the. Uh, comment I made about specialization, like the sprint of pursuit, because they have so many more races in the season, that's almost 70% of all the points. Yeah. And then with the, you know, if you can then even win more points, then it just uh, yeah has a big impact, I think. But yeah, I think in the end, maybe we're overanalyzing it and maybe it's not going to be this huge difference, but I definitely don't think it will help in any way to narrow the field down. No, I agree. I agree. I, you know, uh, we, we probably are. Well, part of it's that it's it's June, and so uh, we're all biathlon fans. We love the sport, so this is uh, something new. So we're of course going to jump on it. But uh, um, yeah, I, 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 and it will take more than just one season. Of course, we'll all at the end of the season, or even I forget one season by the end of the first trimester, we'll all have some thoughts about how the new scoring system is working. But um, it'll going to take three or four or five years before we get any real handle on on what this is going to look like. I'm sure that at some point I'll, I'll feel, the, feel the need like I did before to compare the dropped result standings with the non-dropped result standings. And I'm sure I'll throw out a chart at some point to show the standings without the, yeah. or based on the old points and the new points. But I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting to compare. For sure. I did write down a couple of ideas that popped in my head mm-hmm. um, because of these rules. I was more thinking what I what I would like to see is points rewarded, knowing that I have absolutely zero impact on, on uh, IBO rule changes, but I was just uh, wondering what your thoughts on that. So one idea I had was, um, or maybe I'll just, I'll quickly go through them and then we can just uh, mm-hmm. discuss where you have some, uh, some thoughts. So one is just uh, rewarding points based on rank. So number one gets one point, number 12 gets 12, 37 gets 37 and so on. And then in the end of the season, you just add up all the points and the one with the lowest points wins the globe. Um, so that's one option. You could also say you look at the average points per race, but you're going to have to, you know, have a rule that they need to race at least 75 or 80 or 70, mm-hmm. uh, 70 60, whatever percentage of all the races to be included in that uh, in that calculation. Um, what I think would be even more fair is that you would reward points based on the seconds behind the winner. So the winner gets Mm -hmm. zero points. Number two, if they're 10 seconds behind, they get 10 points and so on. And then you add those all up. And I also, I think a benefit would be that, um, the athlete wouldn't like give up 
halfway down yeah. the last lap where uh or other athletes where they're like well i'm past the 30th uh position mm-hmm. i won't get yeah. to the 40th depending on the race discipline uh, i won't get points so uh, i think that would be a, a a good thing and one thing that i've kind of bugging me that we that the ibu doesn't do anything with the isolated times in pursuit mm-hmm. race yes um i i totally get it pursuit is linked to the uh, to the sprint race results, and I think that creates a lot of attraction. Um, but I do think that there would be it would be a good idea if they would maybe add some bonus points for the top three or six athletes based on the isolated time. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. you know, if you go from you start twenty seventh and you you get in tenth, yeah, compared to maybe somebody who starts second and, and comes in first. Um, yeah. I think there should be some sort of uh, of reward for that, and I also related to that. I think when we talk about the the globe for the pursuit discipline, I think that should actually be awarded to the person with the best isolated times and results, rather mm-hmm. than uh, the official results that include the uh, start time differences. Yeah, yeah. No, I so agree. That was my. That was my spit it all out and get it off your chest kind of so i'm going to go a little bit backwards so uh the last one was my favorite actually and i i immediately was thinking of um francisco uh from last year because i think Mm. there were like two or three pursuit races at the end of the season where she didn't have great sprints but she was either the fastest or second fastest in the total time in the pursuit Mm -hmm. um and and i i wouldn't necessarily give them the full 90 points you know for being the top but if you give them like 30 points i think it's a worthwhile thing or 45 or whatever you want to Whatever yeah. you want to make it, I think it's uh, it's pretty big, and it, and it incentivizes especially your, I would say maybe your your top level or the, those who have aspirations for the Crystal Globe who have who had maybe a bad sprint and they they're starting out you know say in forty fifth place mm-hmm. that it gives them an extra incentive that hey I don't have to I'm not going to you know win but I can have a great race and get those extra bonus points and um, yeah. you know and and you can keep fighting for the Crystal Globe and I like your idea that the um, the discipline crystal globe being based on that as opposed to the um you know the the person with the most points based off of the right. the, the the winning and and uh you know top top tens and whatnot um the other one i really liked was the seconds behind um because you know just a personal thing um you know we've seen this for a couple of seasons with uh, jacqueline where he will have uh, and he's talked a lot about his his struggles with mental health but um, where when he falls behind and uh, he will sort of pack it in and uh, hope maybe this would be an incentive to keep him is sort of be a, a carrot out in front. So if he's not having a great day on the range, he can still keep, you know, pounding away at it. So he's not falling too far behind. Um, mm-hmm. So I really, I really liked that one as well. I think those are my two, my two favorite recommendations. So we need to get you on the horn yeah. with, um, <laughs> with the, with the committee there. <laughs> no. And, and why I like it too is, um, there should be a difference in points if you finish two minutes behind the winner mm-hmm. as the number two of the race, for example, yep. or you finish two seconds behind. Like that, yeah. right now, that gives the same amount of points, which I don't think is reasonable or fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. So, in it, and this would be a great way of of incentivizing your, you know, your your top, your you know, the people who are fighting for the for the win. Um, Spread, you know, there's a lot of times where they they'll slow down, pick up a flag, and celebrate. And I'm glad they're celebrating, but you know, you, you could get an extra couple of seconds, you know, and mm. uh, just put a couple extra points in on your uh, on your rivals there, and maybe that can pay off big down the road. Yeah, yeah. 
my creative brain is is uh, storming again because now I'm like, oh, I can actually calculate what that would have been. <laughs> if they, well, I guess this is would have a big impact because they didn't push till the end if they were a minute ahead or whatever. So yeah, it wouldn't. Well, I think of was it uh, there was a race last year. I can't remember where it was, but uh, Hannah Sola she um, uh, she won the sprint by some outrageous margin, um, and then of course she didn't win the the pursuit. I think it was uh, Royceland came back and, and nipped her at the mm-hmm. end, but you know she would have been rewarded for having such a gigantic, uh, you know, sprint sprint victory, yeah, um, because she would have you know had zero while everybody else had whatever it was, 120 points, you know, added to their scores. So yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? One day. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if there was you know in in baseball, and I don't know if they do this in in, in other sports. I know they do it in basketball, but they will play with um some rule changes and sort of like the minor leagues so it'd be kind of nice if like on um like the ibu cup level they could hmm. maybe not maybe not this dramatic but i would just like to see with them try a couple of things there before bringing them up sort of like the mass start 60 um yeah yeah, yeah. you know and, and just uh, play with a few things before uh bringing them up i actually noticed uh so in our previous episode with uh, matias we were talking about the women's world cup coming to Canmore two seasons from now. And he mentioned that the IBU Cup will actually be in Canmore two weeks in a row this this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And I noticed they'll have a, a Mass Start 60 on that as well. Oh, so that'd be pretty well, that'll cool. That'll be good. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll see it in person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have a, a front row seat for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, well, fortunately and unfortunately, you don't have to get up yeah. at, at three in the morning to, uh, to guarantee yourself a seat in the front row because... Usually there's uh, plenty of space on the uh, on the stands, but I, I think that uh, Katie will appreciate not having to be up at you know, <laughs> before dawn. But yeah. it'd be nice to have the, the the atmosphere on the crowd. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, at least if if both our families can be there, we'll be uh, seven more people. So. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I can promise you that Ben will make plenty of noise. Yes. Yeah. Swiss cowbells are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Should be Give good. him that in a stuffed animal, and he'll be uh, he'll be the happiest boy there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Was there anything else you uh, that came to mind that you wanted to bring up with the regards to the rule changes, or shall we leave it at this? Um, not so much as I think those are the big things on the rule changes. But I did want to, yeah, I just wanted to say that they were also looking at um, Conti Latte and Otapa for the uh, the I think it was the twenty twenty seven the World Championships. Oh right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool that Otapa is already, you know, they just hosted for the first time last year and already uh, bidding for the for the the World Championships. I think both those locations, I love them both. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'd be it'd be it'd be fun to have them both there. But I just thought that was kind of neat. Um, and then I saw that uh, uh, Kaisa uh, Maikarainen, uh, yep. I apologize for for mispronouncing that, but uh, was on the uh, the athletes council now as well. Yeah, I saw that too. That's that's amazing. That's cool. It is. So I think they've got a pretty good group there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Claire Egan and Tandravold and Samuelson and Johannes Kuhn. Uh, but um, I think it would be awesome to bring back athletes if they want to. And, you know, yes. someone like Kaiser yeah. Macaron. And she, she did that. Um, was it Scott Dixon and Kaiser who did that show during the Olympics where they would chat on yes. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very I'm, neat. I'm not sure about if it was Scott Dixon or or somebody else. Yeah, that was cool to 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 hear that that athlete perspective, right? That's very interesting and 
gives a lot of insight in the sports of biathlon outside what you see on the uh, the race day. So, you know, it's neat for them. It's just not something that they do, uh, mm-hmm. or they they hadn't done very much in the past. But it was neat for the IBU to do that. Just sort of a new a new form of uh, yeah. uh, sort of outreach to to fans. Um, and then one other thing I saw today was uh, we want to send our our best wishes to Dorothy Avere, who had a nasty looking crash in training today. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Is I just saw it on. Yeah, she looks fine. She's nicked up and bruised up, but it looked pretty gross. Yeah, it looks like she lost a wheel. So had some, Were you on roller skiing or biking? Yeah, roller skiing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not yep. good. And she uh, had some pretty significant road rash. Ugh. Yeah, I had one wheel block, like basically Ugh. be stuck all of a sudden when I was going a little bit downhill. That wasn't a lot of fun either. That sounds but, miserable. Yeah. And then uh, we got a couple of other people uh, lined up already for um, for future episodes, which I'm very excited about. Before we go, I just wanted to point out that uh, we are not the only ones not uh, entirely enthralled by the new point system. Just saw an article that Sebastian Samuelson, not a fan. Yeah, so it says, uh, I'll read his quote. Uh, I find it strange that this decision is imposed when the majority of athletes do not want it. Uh, The risk is that athletes run when they are not in perfect health. uh, And we don't want that. And we want healthy biathletes on the starting line. I'm sure everything will turn out fine in the end, but I clearly don't understand why they want to change something that worked so well. Hmm. Um, and then uh, they also put in here that uh, Johannes Bo also had similar um, uh, similar feelings. He said, um, yeah, and then also uh, Tangerville, Christensen, Roisland, and they apparently all had similar yeah. feelings as well. So, Well, I find it interesting that it comes from Samuelson, who is on that committee. Right. Yes, I know. Just, just what we were just talking about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll see some new, more news about it in the next couple of days. So yeah, we'll have another emergency podcast and, and <laughs> on Friday. So. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks for all our listeners. And again, reach out to us on Twitter or penalty loop podcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.